Welcome! This is Carrie Anderson, your show host with Louie and me, Doggy Carico, and this is the Give Your Dog a Bone podcast. This podcast was created to educate you on the best holistic approaches to pet care and how nature can nurture our four-legged companions. If you want to learn more about the Louie and Me community and how you can become a part of our movement, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also connect to our blog, www.louieandmedogcare.com blog. We post every Friday. We're going to be sharing with you awesome tips and tricks on how you can help your pet thrive, as well as products we use, and much, much more. Hi everyone, this is your show host, Carrie Anderson. I also want to add in there that you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well, and that I will be putting all of that information in the show notes for you. So this week's podcast is number two of our four podcast series with special guest Jillian Edwards. Last week, we talked about the importance of massage therapy for puppies. This week, we are going to be talking about the importance of massage therapy for working dogs and family dogs, specifically in the middle years of their life. Canine massage can be a preventative measure for young animals and rehabilitative for older ones by boosting flexibility, circulation, and immunity. This series of podcasts is focusing on the proactive measures and the importance of massage therapy. So like I said, we will be talking about the benefits of massage therapy for canines throughout all stages of your dog's life. Last week we talked about puppies, and this week we are focusing on those golden middle years. Jillian is certified in therapeutic and advanced canine massage, and she is a master of Reiki and animal communication. Now, Jillian, when we talk about the mid-years of our dogs' lives, what are we focusing on when we talk about that? So for, generally for the mid-years, um, it's, it's the time of general activity for the family, dog, the working and the agility dogs. So dogs get into mischief throughout their life, but these golden years is when approximately about 4% of, of annual vet visits are when injuries are starting to happen. Uh, and that's a, a Banfield Hospital um, statistic. So, but this is a time when you know your weekend warrior. Your dog has been home all week while you've been at work, and then he gets to run and play in the park over the weekend. He's romping around with his friends, going for a longer hike during the week. Um, well, I mean, he's going for a longer hike at the weekend than he was during the week. Um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as he's jumped down from the bed or the couch awkwardly, or he caught the ball awkwardly, and or he landed on uneven ground. Uh, and then you've got the seasonal dogs. It's, it's been cold and snowy throughout the winter, and here's spring, and there's excitement to rush out to the park. And the first sign of a warm day, we're out there and we're having fun, but all those muscles have been sedentary and have softened a little bit over the winter period. So, so it, it's, you know, if you've noticed your dog flinches when you touch a particular spot, you have no idea what happened. I mean, this is that, that period of time where we've got through, you know, the puppy survived its life, everything, and now we're into the excitement and enjoyment of the weekend <laughs> <laughs> and um for our listeners what are we meaning when we say the mid-years of life well obviously each breed has different lifespans some are short some are long depending on the size and um uh, well even the quality of life that the dog is having the me- medical situations and nutrition the dog's having so it all changes but generally 
Um, for the average dog, it's about the four to eight. So essentially, you know, not a puppy and you know, a senior. So you're in that middle band. Very interesting. So um, what are the things we're looking for when we are massaging our dogs in their golden mid-years? Well, you don't really want to deprive your dog of fun. So it's about conditioning through the massage or, or treating an injury with massage to help them get back on their feet much quicker. Uh, you've got trauma, sprains, muscle tears. They're all common at this point in life, and especially in these types of, of active dogs. I mean, for instance, a minor muscle tear in the shoulder, it might not be noticeable when the dog is moving or when you're stroking or patting your dog, you know, hey, good boy. But a massage therapist can find the tear, guide the owner to find it too, and, and keep an eye on it. Sometimes your family dog will yelp when jumping down from the couch or a garden wall or catching that ball, and it doesn't quite make it around the corner when running on wood floors. I mean, this, then they start acting like nothing happened. But this could be the start of something, so if it isn't examined and watched, you know, you need to be cognizant of it and um, detecting these things early so that you can be you can alert your, your veterinarian and nip something that's going to be more serious in the bud. And then if something is diagnosed, massage accelerates the healing process, you know, especially after an injury or, or surgery. Yeah, that's so true. And I wouldn't have known if Lua had her, her tear in her shoulder if you had not looked at her yeah that's a prime so, example I and mean, it was it was teeny tiny but it was there and you right. know as, as you're just you know stroking and saying hey yeah have a treat this is good you know, relax <laughs> but i'm digging a little deeper and i can find it and i can help you use your thumb and find that little root too right. so so mm-hmm. true and even though lua does have just a tiny little tear in her shoulder i can mm-hmm. imagine you know if your dog is limping how scary that could be because that's probably something a lot more yeah i mean it's yeah i mean it's so much goes through your mind when you when you hear the yelp or you start to see them limp i mean a, a good example of a minor muscle tear is my girl i mean i would classify her as, as a weekend warrior and um her dad and i were out in the park and he needed to sit down and so she starts running backwards and forwards between us you know dad's dad's on the bench mom's keep walking you know and um, she somehow, I didn't see it because I was already off walking, but she jumped off a large earthen ledge in one of the state parks and by the time she got to me, she was limping. Oh. And I didn't even see it, so I'm like, what happened? Right. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what so, did you get into? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, luckily, yeah. I've, I've handled the, the education, the training and stuff, so yeah. um, the first thing I checked for was, is, is there anything in her paw? I mean, she's, she's a tough little cookie like me, and so she's not going to hold up her paw and say, hey, I stepped in something, I and mean, she's just going to keep going. <laughs> right. So that, that wasn't an initial clue. So when I checked her paw and realized that was clear, then he stopped on the toes, and did she break a toe? Because, I mean, that's quite common at this age, too. Yeah. And, you know, basically I just started walking up her leg to her shoulder, you know, looking for is it a bone, is there a tendon injury? Because, you know, your mind goes to the worst, you know. <laughs> so, oh, so, yeah. so, you know, you're trying to, like, eliminate as much as you can, and I'm just carefully and gently feeling and massaging as I go. And then eventually I found this long cable-like ridge above her shoulder blade, and I'm using oh. layman's terms here. Yeah, it was, I was like, phew, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's, you know... It was a torn muscle, basically, and, you know, I can massage it on the spot because she's a 75-pound yeah. girl. I wasn't about to carry her out the park. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I mean, she had to do this on her own. So um, I just massaged her there until she was well enough to, to walk fairly decently. And then it's a few days of rest because there's really not much you can do with, with a muscle like that, muscle tear. 
Um, yeah, it happens to the best of us. You know, yeah. you think, well, you're, you're the massage therapist. I'm like, yeah, well, but you know, <laughs> my dog's going to do what she's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean it was lucky I was there to immediately handle it and give yeah. her some relief you know and yeah. she would occasionally limp after that incident um, especially when she's chasing a little squirrel friend up and down the fence because she forgets you know so it took a couple of weeks to fully heal but it was daily massage but you know, she's good to go now yeah, it's all good. forgotten so. that's good <laughs> so the next trip to the park you know. <laughs> right. dad doesn't get to sit on the bench next time <laughs> he has to walk right along yes. with you yes <laughs> And yes, it was very good that you were there, and it, both of you are very lucky for mm-hmm. that. Um, also, you mentioned working dogs. What is the difference between a working dog and a weekend warrior dog? Um, my working dogs, I'm including like agility dogs in this category, the show dogs, um, the police canine units, the sniffer dogs, service and therapy dogs, rescue dogs. So any, any kind of dog that has like an official job to do versus the family weekend right. warrior. Um, but essentially the massage treatment would be about the same, um, although having said that, each massage is tailored for each dog's needs, right? right. So I don't want to general, generalize or label too much, but, but generally speaking though, it'd be um, conditioning and repair to relieve all the muscle tension, stiffness and pain. Um, for the agility dogs or the show dogs that are taking part in competitions or practice sessions, you want a muscle warm up, you know, and right. then once they've done their show or, or um, agility, um, then they want a muscle cool down. So I mean that would be slightly more focused on that aspect of it. But right. your family dog having been around the park, you think you'd like a little muscle warm up and a little cool down. So I mean it's it's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, you know, agility dogs you might focus more on stretch movements, you know, because they're they've got that weaving in and out of the poles and stuff yeah. like that. So um, you you got to keep those the wiggle butt flexible um you similar with working dogs really i mean it's it's there's some there's a therapeutic aspect to it as well because you've got to help relieve the stress of the job and the competition um some dogs thrive on that some dogs are like oh it's a competition yeah right. <laughs> just like humans are, yeah. yeah yeah and for the family dog it, it's going to be about the same keeping those muscles in tip-top form you want to relieve any muscle tension stiffness and pain so it's kind of the same, but maybe a little bit more focused on certain things depending on the dog's actual activity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, that is very similar to like, human athletes, mm-hmm. right? Oh, indeed, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, if you've got kids in sports or you've got your favorite team player, you, know, it's, you don't want them on the bench, you want them on the field, you, know, you want them playing, that's what, that's what they're designed to do. Um, and if you look at, especially the, the, the really big sports teams, I mean, they've got physical therapists working on them all the time to prevent injuries or to quickly heal them if, if something does happen. And when you think about it, our dogs are running on all four legs. I mean, they, they, don't they deserve a massage even more so than a human on two? That is a very <laughs> good point. <laughs> so, Julian, as we wrap up this podcast, what would the key takeaways for our listeners be when it comes to regularly massaging their midlife and active dogs? Well, for all dogs, massage is also a wellness checkup. So I'm, I'm feeling for anything unusual, looking for anything that changes the dog's gait or demeanor. Uh, with a maintenance program, I get to know the dog and I can check if there is a new lump or bump. Uh, obviously, I'm not a vet, but I, I can help determine what needs their attention, what needs to be monitored, and basically catch things early before anything escalates into something more serious. I mean, we all pat our dog's head, rub its belly or chest. I mean, there's all signs of affection. 
I'm moving my hands everywhere. I'm looking in, I'm at, and everything. I'm carefully checking deeper under the skin than a normal loving belly rub. So I would really go, it's for, you know, if you take one thing away, it's your quality of life. Live long, live free, and it's a wellness checkup. Yeah. Well, Jillian, thank you so much for talking with us this week on the importance of massage therapy for working and family dogs. Do you have anything to add before we end the podcast? Just keep going with the quality of life. They're not with us long enough as it is, and we just want to make it as comfortable and as happy and healthy as possible. Thank you. Thank you.